Majority of South Africans agree that racist allegations are an excuse used by politicians, among others, to cover up their failures. Everywhere, racism is pushed as a kind of opioid for the masses to dull people from confronting the real problems. But most people have already kicked the habit. This is at least according to Gabriel Krauser, the head of campaigns at the IRR, Institute for Race Relations. They have recently launched the Racism is Not a Problem initiative. And through this initiative, they will be announcing a list of individuals who do more harm than good to race relations through their unsubstantiated insistence that racism is the biggest problem South Africa is facing. Sounds interesting, bound to be controversial and certainly divisive. But for more on that, Gabriel is on the line. Gabriel, good evening. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much for for having us. Let me just uh, uh, thank you so much for that intro. Just say one correction. The campaign is called Racism is Not the Problem. Not Racism is Not a Problem. It certainly is a problem. Uh, It's just not the major problem. What is? Gabriel? How's it? What is the problem? The, The biggest problem identified by most people surveyed in our latest demographically representative poll was unemployment, which is no surprise since most people my age and younger are out of a job. Other major problems identified were crime, corruption, bad service delivery, poor education, and so on. Only 3% of respondent, respondents identified racism as one of the two biggest issues facing the country. We also asked people whether they'd personally experienced any form of racism in the last five years. And uh, 16% yes, which points to the fact that racism is a problem for people of all races. We got uh, that kind of number from across race groups. Uh, But 80% said no, they haven't experienced any form of racism in the last five years. And that kind of result is just unthinkable 30 years ago, even 20 years ago. Uh, So it's a bit of good news, but not a bit of good news to invite complacency. It should invite us to tackle the real problems that most people identify with earnestness. How many people did your sample consider? About two and a half thousand, uh, which based on uh, data science gives us a confidence interval of about uh, 3% either way. So you can read the number uh, 95% of South Africans didn't identify racism as one of the two major problems as, you know, maybe it's actually 97%, maybe it's actually 93%. Uh, but it's certainly uh, way beyond the supermajority. This is just how data scientists data science works, and it's the same model used by StatSA to generate inflation numbers or unemployment numbers. I mean, we all kind of understand how unemployment figures work. It's not the case that someone goes out and asks everyone, do you have a job or not? You use data science um, with confidence intervals. International best practices, we hide a independent company to do this that knows how to do all of that and these are the results that they found and the makeup of the two and a half thousand people where were they drawn from uh, across the country and like i said demographically representative what across is gender race income yeah could you give us the breakdown of that gender and so race you look at the you look at the demographics of the country mm-hmm. uh, and that's what it is so to start out with uh, you if you're not aware sort of half of the country's female half of the country's male so that's how it works with the respondents. But 80% are black, so that's what you have with the respondents. But 10% are white, 10% colored, 
five percent Indian, somewhere around there, mm. and uh, that's that's what you then get in the survey. Here's what I, I I want to just put as my initial anxiety around the strength, if you like, of the conclusions that can be drawn from two and a half thousand people in a country. 55 million people. That's why I'm asking these questions, just to try and get the depth of the pool. You could easily flip a coin a hundred times, and a hundred times it could be heads. But the higher the number goes, the more likely... How easily do you think you could do that? The odds of getting a hundred heads are, I mean, quite easily calculable. It's two to the power a hundred. That'll give you about one in... uh, Well, less than one in a trillion times a trillion. So, yeah, and I mean, it, I think it is interesting that in South Africa we don't see a lot of polling, and so people uh, are sometimes uncomfortable with polling results, excepting for when people just don't even realize that it's polling. For example, um, unemployment figures are just the product of a general household survey that is conducted every quarter in which not every South African is asked for a job. You just use the same basic data science. Uh, we also have done polling on uh, who people are likely to vote for, and we've called every election correctly within the margin of error for the last 25 years. We've also done these polls. You know, the last poll was in December 2020. The poll before that was in uh, the middle of 2019. We did a poll before that in 2018, another one in 2015, so on and so forth. And we always get the same, same basic results. No, I'm not disputing any of what you're saying, and discomfort doesn't necessarily change the statistics. So here's what I was going with this. The greater the number, the more accurate you will find your results, particularly from a polling perspective. And I'm not going to get into the statistical engagements here because I will get lost in the numbers. What I was trying to get at is, for instance, if you draw 2,500 from an X pool from a particular environment with particular socioeconomic circumstances, the answers would vary distinctly from something which would be the opposite of that pool. So the question is, whilst I absolutely do not disagree with the conclusion, if you like, that racism is not the problem, as opposed to is not a problem, invariably it would be, I I want to assess exactly how we get to how we conclude one, that the majority of those persons say that racism they haven't experienced in the last five years, because if anything one can get from the exchanges and social media is a platform for where one can gauge that race relations in this country are probably worse off now than they might have been in a long time and it might be exacerbated by certain other issues including but not limited to unemployment but if anything we now know more of people's thoughts because social media and the uptake of technology and their ability and facility to express themselves is far more available now than it would have been at any other time. And I'm saying all of this in relation to the fact that if only 15% can say they have experience, in other words, 85% have not in the last five years, that is something to me that is surprising. Yeah, it is surprising. And I suppose... How much you trust this is going to come down in part to how much you trust data science versus how much you trust Twitter. Uh, you spoke, I think, eloquently about uh, skewed samples. So the way our polling works is we make sure that we control for socioeconomic variables. So we make sure that uh, more poor people than rich people are asked, more unemployed people than employed people are asked, and so on. Uh, Twitter does not do that. In fact, on Twitter, you have already 
constricted yourself just to those people who have internet, which is about half the country, and within that to the, that portion that uses whatever social platform you want to check out. And within that, if you look at the ratio, this sort of interesting fact from um, uh, sort of social online science is that the proportion of people who contribute uh, to social media versus the uh, percentage that actually get widely shared is very, very skewed. Inequality is a sort of term that people talk about a lot. The attention economy turns out to be the most unequal uh, sort of aspect of, of any economy that uh, that has the modern technology. Uh, so you have about 5% of tweets uh, generating about 95% of uh, attention or, or garnering 95% of attention. This is exactly why part of the mission here is to is to sort of unlock those people who don't have platforms and amplifiers and loudspeaker phones, uh, like me. I've got this privilege. I get to talk to you on the radio and we get to be listened to by many, many people, but most people don't have that privilege. And so what we're trying to do is challenge those people who have this privilege that you and I share of having a megaphone, not to promulgate false narratives, fake allegations of racism, this theory that racism is everywhere and uh, it's, it's sort of what's ripping us apart to distract from, from the real issues. We, we want to challenge race hustlers and uh, we want to challenge them with facts and we do that through our surveys. We also challenge them uh, with facts in terms of particular case studies. Uh, so... I don't know if you want to get into any of those, but, you know, I think it's, uh, as our polling shows, it's it's just uh, the majority understand already that it's standard pattern and practice for politicians to do the wrong thing, either through incompetence or through deliberate malfeasance. And then when the buck comes back to stop it, then they then try and pass it along by, by blaming colonialism or apartheid, whatever uh, sort of excuse they can conjure up for 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 them not doing what they're supposed to do. We're going to continue after the break, but I do want to think about this. I'm going to ask a couple of questions insofar as they relate to what were the questions that were asked to the 2,500 participants to come to the conclusions that you have. The time is 2050. We're in conversation with Mr. Gabriel Krauser, the head of campaigns at the Institute for Race. They've recently launched the open quote, Racism is Not the Problem initiative. And through this initiative, I repeat, they will be announcing a list of individuals who do more harm than good to race relations through their unsubstantiated insistence that racism is, in fact, the biggest problem South Africa is facing, whereas, according to this initiative, it is not. Mr. Gabriel Krause, after the break, returns. On SAFM. We're back. We're in conversation with Gabriel Krauser, head of campaigns at the Institute for Race Relations. Racism is not the problem. That's the initiative that they are running as the IRR. A couple of questions posed to him. A couple more will come from you at home, certainly. I hope he will be engaged so that he can give clarity to the initiative. But the question that does stand from one I had asked just before the ad break was, the questions, if you can remember some of them, that were asked so that we could come to the conclusions that we have. I really do want to understand the terms of reference in essence. Yeah, great. Thanks, man. So one of the questions we asked is, you know, what's the major problem? Open list, no prompting, see what people say, most people say corruption, crime, unemployment, and so on. Then we asked, uh, 
have you personally experienced racism? Most people say no. And we ask, do you think politicians are using uh, racism and colonialism as, as an excuse for their own failures? Most people said yes. Then we asked, do you think that with only more jobs and better education, the inequalities between races will uh, slowly disappear, will disappear in time? And there we got a very strong yes again. So somewhere around 80%. So again, because of the confidence interval with the survey, sample of 2,500 out of 58 million, that generates a confidence interval about 2.5%, 3% either way. Uh, so, you know, whether it's 83% or 77% or so, it's a super majority. One of the, I think, more interesting questions, uh, to my mind at least, that we asked was, do you think that um, if, you, if you're given a choice between these four, uh, more land reform, uh, more BEE, uh, more jobs, and better education, uh, which one uh, do you think is the best way to improve lives? And again, the supermajority uh, went for more jobs and better education. Then we pitted BEE against a voucher system for schools, which is an idea that very much excites me. It's something that works in, has worked in Nigeria and Sudan and Kenya, in America, and parts of Europe, where basically you realize that a, a government has lost the capacity to really run public schools effectively, but maintains the capacity to extract taxes, especially from the rich, which should be redistributed to the poor to pay for education. So the, so the government can pay for education for the poor, but it doesn't really know how to run schools. So then what you can do is a voucher system is one that puts cash or puts vouchers into the hands of parents, and then they can use those vouchers to send their kids to low-cost private schools that offer the chance of a better education. Now, we said, would you rather have that, which is a policy the IRR has long argued for, or would you rather have BEE, more BEE? Most people said... 80% said they'd much rather have that. I think that's an indication of where people's priorities lie. And uh, this is further backed up by the sort of question, uh, do you think we, you know, South Africans of all races need to work together in order to drive this country forward? Now, about 20% say no, and, and that is concerning. Clearly, racism is a problem. Clearly, there's sort of a, a small minority of all races that don't want to work together, that, that think that uh, differences are irreconcilable, and, uh, yeah, some think that racism is a major problem. But the supermajority uh, have very different values. They have what I would describe as human values, human interests. Let's take calls. Uh, Let's take calls, Gabriel. I, I am pressed cool. for time. Let's go to Durban and Uppington, respectively, Jay and Aisha. Hello. Jay, good evening. Good evening to you and good evening to our guests. A very, very appropriate topic that you brought up. I'm proud of you and congratulations for our guests to break down. And a very valiant point you brought out about the voucher system for low-income uh, low group to go to semi-private school. Uh, congratulations on that aspect. As for uh, democracy that come into uh, being in our in our life, I actually think people have taken it in a very distorted way. Uh, in the fact that freedom was putting your hands into everything and having no restriction, discipline, and respect. Instead of taking two steps forward, we went 
three step backward your our very own african families with Mm, we're going to have to move. I'm sorry there, Jay, because your line is rather terrible this evening. Traditionally, it is the other way around. Let's go to Aisha Uppington. Good evening, Aisha. Good evening, Sean Geza, and good evening to your guest from the Institute of Race Relations. Is that where you're from? Yes. Yes. Hi. Okay. Hi. Uh, I agree with you that, 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 Racism is not the problem, but it's a definite problem. Unemployment, I would argue, relates to racism. And let me tell you why. I say so. Because South African money, or the moneyed individuals, white-moneyed individuals in South Africa from the dawn of democracy have been hoarding their cash and refusing to invest in the economy, one. Two, they put all kinds of structural barriers to, to employing blacks. Three. Uh, four, I would suggest that instead of coming to the national radio and giving us your skewed research, that you spend, or your your institute spends your time on educating whites, on adjusting and coexisting in South Africa. And furthermore, this, this, white and black murder that has been carrying on unabated you should be dealing with and not wasting my time coming here and talking this thank you Songhezo thank you so much Aisha much appreciated Gabriel can I give you a minute please it is time for news now but I'll give you the indulgence of a right of reply for a minute thank you so much um, yeah I, I think that uh, the claims that unemployment in South Africa has gotten worse in the last year and uh, in the last 10 years, in fact, is because white people uh, are hoarding money or don't want to work with black people is an interesting one. And there is evidence and the evidence contradicts that claim. Uh, The caller didn't really have a chance to offer any evidence in support of that claim. Uh, If she has any, she's welcome to reach out to the Institute of Race Relations and uh, inform us. Our, Our job is to try and inform people with the best evidence available. And that's what I have given. Very well. Thank you so much. Twenty zero zero fifty five. It's time for news. Thanks, Gabriel. Cheers.